Simon Javano Kelly, live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another incredible session of the African Father in America podcast. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am in Seattle, Washington. It's exactly 6 a.m. in the morning, and uh, I'm really, really excited to uh, be here with you all. Uh, we have an amazing African proverb, uh, but we also have an amazing guest today. Uh, Jen Bodhi is my special guest, and Jen is also uh, with Mama Hope and uh, today again we are going to learn a little more about uh, Mama Hope's campaign uh, that is dubbed uh, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, we, are, we are going to learn a little bit about what's going on in Australia <laughs> where Jen is uh, and, and how you know how Jen ended up working with Mama Hope, how she ended up being in, in, Ken in Kenya, Tanzania you know uh, and really why this work is important. Uh, and then we will dive into the, the three nuggets of wisdom for today. So maybe that's what we need to start with so that we can just quickly uh, begin the show and, uh, you know, just keep uh, things warm and uh, moving. Before we continue, though, I want to ask you to make sure you subscribe to the channel uh, and give this video a thumbs up. And also, if you're on Clubhouse, uh, make sure you share the link to this conversation. Uh, thank you, love, and I see you. Thank you for joining us for the show. Uh, if you are on YouTube, make sure you let us know where in the world you're joining us from uh, in the chat. So uh, our proverb today is from Ethiopia, and uh, there has been a lot of good news coming from Ethiopia lately, mm -hmm. especially uh, because of the peace deal that was recently signed in South Africa and uh, the modalities of the peace deal were recently also being discussed in Kenya, I think yesterday. Uh, so that's really good. Uh, I know there's still a lot of suffering in Tigray, uh, where, you know, a lot of people are still uh, living in shelters, a lot of people are still, uh, you know, unsure whether this is really going to hold. But uh, I just hope that you all, you know, uh, you've made it to this point. I think everything is going to be fine. Uh, just work together and continue transforming your beautiful country. Where this proverb came from, the proverb says, restless feet might walk into a snake pit. Restless feet might walk into a snake pit. Um, these are the three nuggets that are related to this proverb. Uh, the first one says that don't act impulsively or recklessly. The second one says, be aware of your surroundings and potential dangers. And the third one says, be patient and wait for the right opportunity before taking any action. Think about those three. If you want to really listen to them again, you can replay this video or uh, this episode and just take your time and listen. But those are the three nuggets uh, that were inspired by today's proverb from Ethiopia. The proverb says, um, restless feet might walk into a snake pit. Uh, Jen, when you heard this proverb, uh, I would love to know when you heard this proverb, what is it that came to your mind, um, you know, from where you are? Thank oh, by the way, sure. for those who are meeting Jen for the first time, I just want to elaborate a little more. You know, she's doing some incredible work as the... Uh, you know, strategy and advocacy lead at Mama Hope. 
And uh, with that small introduction, I want you to add anything. I want you to, you know, uh, just speak about some of the great things you do with Mama Hope and some of the things you haven't done, you, you know, you did before that uh, as part of your introduction. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you so much, Simon. I'm really excited to be here and to be chatting with you. Um, yes, I am the strategy and advocacy lead at Mama Hope. Um, so, you know, so much of my job is getting out there and speaking to great people like you and having these conversations and sparking them up in all different places, which I think is really uh, what led me to Mama Hope all along is that's always been one of my favorite things is having these big, deep, powerful conversations with people all over. Um, I'm not, I'm not known for being the best at small talk. I tend to like to dive right in and get straight into the, um, you know, straight into the real talk, which is why I love that you have also started this with um you know you start these conversations with a proverb because i think it yeah it really gets the brain thinking um and i would say that when i first thought of this proverb my first thoughts were really connected to the first wisdom of nugget that you shared there um and that i was like maybe this sounds like you know you need to not not jump into things straight away you should have a bit of a strategy you should always like you know, be, be thinking a few steps ahead to make sure you're not just um diving in without thinking about things and obviously that aligns pretty well with my job so i think that's why that's where i went with it um but the more i thought about it um because i think yeah, I think at Mama Hope we have this really great balance as a team of uh, having having the people that slow down and think and then having the people that like hustle forward and make the moves. Um, and I think that's why we've done so well as an organisation in the past. Um, so then when I thought more about the proverb, what it really came down to for me, I think, is um, not being restless in terms of grounding yourself in your values so always you know coming coming back to is is this move that I'm making is this step that I'm making aligned with my values as a person and obviously you know for Mama Hope as an organization um, and using that always as your north star to keep clear of all those snake pits and things that might be out there um, so yeah that's kind of where I landed with that proverb. That's beautiful. I love uh, sharing African proverbs with people who are not Africans, just to, to understand how, because I think wisdom is in every culture and proverbs are in every culture. So I just appreciated your response to it. Uh, and it definitely shows that you've spent some time in, in Africa. <laughs> did you, while you were there, did you in, interact with proverbs at all, uh, whether it was in Kenya or Tanzania? Can you say something quickly about that? <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. I think even, so I, my, I'm, my husband is here with me in Australia. He's Tanzanian as well. So I think there's, even now there's very often things that I'll, well, there'll be a situation or something come up and he'll always have a, oh, in Tanzania, Tanzania, we'll say this, you know, in Tanzania, this will say this. And I'm like, 
okay yeah that makes so much sense and of course the best part is he's always explaining to me explain, explaining it to me in Swahili and I'm like trying to trying to keep up with my Swahili and he's like well, come on come on what am I saying and I'm like okay okay I got this I got this <laughs> um so it's a, a lesson in proverbs and a lesson in Swahili all wrapped up in one um but I think I also I one of I think um Swahili is such a beautiful language in the way that it, it puts its puts its words together um so I'm always appreciative of hearing things from that perspective too yeah that's beautiful that's beautiful yeah I can't wait to hear your favorite Kiswahili proverb or anything Ooh. you know in Kiswahili that you want to share with us so think about that maybe you can share with us that at the end of the show uh but sure. for now I I want to talk uh, about uh, I want to talk to you about um you know something that is dear to me I always ask all my guests this question uh what is it that happened in your childhood that drives who you are as a leader today uh especially for you at your capacity uh, at Mama Hope where you are the strategy and advocacy lead um what is it that happened long long time ago that really uh defines who you are uh especially with your role now you know i always tell people about a story when i was around eight years old and i was distributing milk and bread in our neighborhood on a bicycle so every morning before school that was my job and there were other distributors that were grown-ups i was the only kid in school that was doing that job and it's because my mother owned the business so i had to i had to help you know and uh it was one of the times in my life that transformed who i am today and also it's what makes me wake up every morning and want to show up so early in the morning and want to do the work i do with one vibe africa so i ask my guests yep. what is that for you you know share with us yeah i love this question so much uh it's funny you talk about your mother because i think I don't know that there's any one particular moment or anything like that but I do know it I it's very much down to my parents uh and I think instilling this sense of curiosity in me um I can say I don't particularly remember this but there's a story my dad tells about when they were moving to the area that we still live in now um I've just recently moved home so it's I'm you know moved back home to my hometown which has been a real a whole wonderful journey in itself um but my dad tells a story of when they were looking for the town to live in um not sure where to go you know where are we going to raise our children where's a good place those kinds of things and he tells a story um he drove into our hometown uh and they were driving past the sports field and Simon I don't know if you know cricket but it's a big a big game down here in Australia yeah, I do <laughs> it's popular in India too uh, it used to be yes. popular in Kenya but uh, I know cricket okay. <laughs> great great well yeah so very very big down here um and my dad said that he looked at the 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 cricket field um there was a game going on and he saw you know a multitude of different people from different cultures all playing together on the field there's a sick man bowling a white guy 
you know, batting, Indigenous First Nations folk on the field. And he was like, this is the kind of town that I would want to raise my children in. Um, I want them to experience, you know, all the different people in life um, and be able to stay connected and learn and understand that there's not just one way of thinking or being um, there's no one standard. And so nowadays when he tells that story, I can see when I look back in my childhood, I can clearly see, you know, those, those things showing up in my life as a child consistently, thanks to my parents, um, you know, wanting to just expose me to all different types of things. Um, and I think that really triggered my curiosity about the world because I think a lot of times you you hear on the news especially growing up in in the west um uh, you know we're on the tv everything's majority white all of these things so you're kind of getting one narrative all the time um but I was very lucky in the sense that I had all of these other different cool narratives around me that gave me a different perspective and that kind of just triggered my curiosity um right throughout and gave me the confidence to to seek out other things and um explore different issues and yeah kind of also understand that sometimes what you're seeing on the news and about you know about places like the continent of africa and not always <laughs> it's not always the reality um and i absolutely have experienced you know the whole other side of it living there um for the past five years and like that's that's the side that I I want to share and talk about and I want more people to know about um so yeah yeah I love that I love that and uh, you know I feel that you you chose uh, really great parts of Africa to engage with and uh, we we will have many other conversations so that we can go deeper and just learn a little more about why Tanzania. Were you in Tanzania for the five years, by the way? Yes. Oh, yes. excellent, uh, excellent. Yeah, I was in Kenya for a little before that, and then Tanzania. Yeah, yeah I love mm-hmm. Tanzania, by the way. Uh, I just okay. want to let everyone who is listening in uh, to know that, you know, I'm here with the incredible Jen Bodhi, who is the... Uh, strategy and uh, advocacy lead at Mama Hope. And uh, if you've noticed over the last uh, two weeks, we've been hosting incredible leaders who are involved with the work that Mama Hope is doing uh, in Africa, in South America, and uh, really, really across the world. So um, I want us to go a little further into the what makes you proud of the work that you do with Mama Hope. You know, what is it that sure. if you if you had a chance to, you know, quit now and you didn't have to do anything with Mama Hope, what is it that you'd say, this is the one thing that I will always remember this organization for, and this is why I'm involved with uh, Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Honestly, the the biggest thing that comes to mind is the fact that since, since Mama Hope was founded, you know, before I was part of it, um, I'm hope it's been around for almost 15 years now. Um, they've 
been championing community-led change and the idea of locally driven solutions um, and like, you know, building on local leaders and local communities' ideas for that entire period. Um, And, you know, back then that was kind of an idea that was a bit sitting on the fringe. It wasn't really, it wasn't embraced very widely in the global development community. Um, And up to now, or, you know, over all of those years and up to now, you can see that this idea of community-led development has really taken hold in the global development sector. Um, And just being part of an organisation that has pushed for that for so long, since before it was popular, since before it was, you know, trendy, um, since before it was the new thing, I think that's something that I'll always be really, really proud of. It's the thing that attracted me to Mama Hope in the first place. And it's just, um, it's very exciting to see that now this idea is reaching even the biggest organisations in the sector. Um, and so I guess now the thing is really just to make sure all that talk is followed up with the actual resources. And I know that's why, you know, we started this campaign um, and why we're working with One Vibe Africa on it as well. Um, I think, yeah, just just really, really proud to have been work, working with an organisation that has, you know, championed something for so long and now seeing it actually come alive in the sector is just, it's really powerful actually. Yeah, that's totally true. Uh, I, I truly uh, believe in the work that Mama Hope is doing too. And that's part of why I'm excited to, uh, you know, to host you and uh, all the other people that we've hosted here during uh, the last week, uh, you know, from Miley to Dennis yesterday uh, and uh, today here with you, Jen. Uh, I'm just looking at the Mama Hope Instagram uh, profile and I'm seeing, uh, you know, uh, a post here with some of the stats uh, that really uh, even deepen our understanding about why the situation is really serious when it comes to uh, this idea of community-led development, you know. uh, There's a lot of funding that is being, uh, you know, that is being sent to Africa, you know. Mm-hmm. But Africa does not need charity anymore. Africa needs trade partners and Africa needs capital so that yep. entrepreneurs and people who have ideas and organizations and movements can do what they think is best for Africa. But a lot of the time, exactly. you know, I'm looking here and I'm seeing that uh, there's a stat that, uh, uh, you know, in 2022, 1.2% of global philanthropic funding was channeled towards community-led organizations, you know, mm-hmm. uh, while there's a lot of talk that most of these big organizations um, are actually, you know, not the money they are, they, are, they are designating for Africa does not even get to Africa, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you had the power and you are sitting, you are, you are, you've been asked to meet three organizations that could... Uh, take action around this. Uh, do you have the courage to speak about what these organizations could be or uh, 
would, what would you say about that? Because sometimes calling people out, calling organizations out and actually seeking audience with them is one of the things that work, you know. For example, if you look at the Tigray, uh, you know, the Tigray genocide, I interviewed multiple people from Tigray um, and uh, you find that it's because of of these kinds of platforms. It's because of the street mm. protests that change happen, you know. Uh, so I want to give you a moment and see if you want to say something about that. But in a second, I also want to bring in a few of our guests, uh, like contributors sure. who are joining us on Clubhouse so that they can make a few comments on the, on the proverb. And then uh, towards the end, I want you to think about how people can actually help, you know. Uh, what can somebody who is viewing, what are the three things that they can do uh, right now uh, in order for them to support the work of Mama Hope? Sounds great. So uh, I want you to say something about uh, ah. that, like if you had an opportunity to speak to the people that can actually redirect their resources mm, to the, okay. the, the community, who would those be? You know, who sure. does be? Oof, Simon, that's a big question. <laughs> yeah, and also you don't have to have an answer because for yeah. me personally, uh, you know, I'm sure there are, there are resources out there where you can actually look on the website and see who is giving the most money to Africa. You know, yeah, and you... and what are, what where is most of this money going to? You know, because yeah. there's. There's one thing about campaigning and saying what is going on, but also yeah. there's another thing of, okay, let's be specific. If it is the Gates Foundation, their headquarters is just here in Seattle, and we can reach people there and tell them, hey, this yeah. is the fact. This is, this is what is out there, you know? Yeah. Uh, and we are also Africans. We live here in the community. We want to sit with you to make sure what you're doing hey, in Africa is actually exactly. helpful yeah. and it's true community-led development, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that I would say is that there often is this thing in um, in the global development sector where, you know, organizations based in the US or the UK or whatever will only give funding to an organization that has the equivalent of a 501c3 registration, which is a charity registration in the US. That's um, as far as I know. That is like that is the case with Bill Gates, um, with the Get Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, and so it's it's very interesting that you know some of these big organizations will say they're funding the best innovations and the best projects and the best organizations around the world, but when you look at the details of who they give to by and large very much by and large it's organizations with that registration in the u.s so the, of course that means organizations um that are you know majority run by people not from the countries that these organizations are trying to help um and so for me i think that's one of the biggest things that I wish would change in the sector is this concept that, oh, I can only give to the organizations with these registrations in Western countries, because it's majority of the time, it's actually not a requirement of law or anything like that. It's just a choice. 
of the organization were in actual fact instead of funneling it through another organization they could just give directly to these great community organizations on the ground on the front lines doing the work so i think that's one of the biggest things that i would love to see change um and i also think it would be fantastic to have some kind of reporting structure that actually shows what is the percent of the all the percentage of the funds that you are giving away as an organization how much of it is going to community-led organizations because i think especially in the last year there's been so much progress in terms of talking about it and lots of these big organizations i know the the ford foundation um just launched a new program to work towards locally led solutions and that's so fantastic that we're talking about it but you know mama hope had a question to the ford foundation like can you tell us the percentage of the money that you're giving that's going that you you know as a part of this new program how much of it is going to community-led locally-led organizations so those are um you know some, yeah, of the, I like, some of the big shifts I think yeah. that would be really important to see. I love I love everything you just said. Uh and this is this is great because now that we are talking about it on this podcast we can actually also follow up follow up with Ford Foundation together, you know, so that it's not yeah. just Mama Hope, it's 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 all of us asking these questions, you know. Yeah. Uh and yeah. then the 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 other issue that you spoke about where there is there is discrimination uh, based on whether you have a 501c3 status or uh, there are just barriers created uh, what kind of business are you what kind of registration do you have what's your zip code uh, mm-hmm. uh, what degree do you have can you really mm-hmm. do what you're saying uh, those are really really important things to think about yeah, uh, yeah. so Unless- I Yeah. There's one other that I think sorry would make a really big change too is even a lot of the fundraising platforms so the yeah. online giving platforms yeah a lot of those also require you to have bank accounts in the US or registration in the US to be able yeah. to sign up and use those platforms so a lot of times smaller organizations registered you know on the continent in south america in southeast asia have to go through yeah and you know another western led organization in order to just even create a fundraising page yeah right like that's, that's um, crazy. Uh, we've gone through that uh, we've gone through that uh, i can't i can't tell you how crazy that is but this these are the loopholes that uh, ensure that colonialism continues you know Exactly. uh and uh and it's not right you know no it's not right it's not. and policies can be changed policies can be exactly. put in place to change so i think that is now the conversation that we need to have you know because yeah. uh it's possible to make change and document it and make it into law so that um you know a long time ago when the right brothers were making these airplanes they were nobody bothered what their registrations were right uh, all these great innovations uh, i don't think they had to go through all this um you know but the yeah. problem is if you're african uh, and 
also here in the US, if you're black, you find that, yes, recently there are so many grants for black-led organizations, but these same barriers that you're talking about make it so that, um, <clears throat> you know, it's impossible to access this funding, you know. Uh, yeah. And in fact, some of these grant opportunities cause people trauma and uh, people never want to even apply again because uh, of how everything is being managed around this. So this is a really important conversation that needs to be uh, need, needs to be had and a lot of actions that need to be taken. So, yeah. Jen, if you have a notepad and paper, your paper open, just take a few notes while we listen to a few of our friends who have joined sure. us for the show today. Um, and then, uh, you know, after we hear from Lavender and Stella and Brother Earth, uh, I would love for you to, uh, you know, just reflect on what they say, but also uh, share with us how we can support you and Mama Hope and how we can stay connected with you and Mama Hope after the show. Hey, Lavender, thank you again for everything. How are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts in regards to this conversation or today's proverb that is from Ethiopia that says restless feet might walk into a snake? Hi, Simon. Hi, everyone. This is Lavender. I'm speaking from Nairobi, Kenya. Jen, it's amazing to see you in person since um, we are live on YouTube and to hear your story and your work and your journey so far. My thoughts about uh, today's proverb, restless feet might walk into a snake pit. Um, what comes to mind when I read this proverb out loud and I replay it in my mind is that um, it tells us to mind our own business, um, to avoid trouble, we should mind our own business. Thank you, Simon. This is Lavender, and I'm done speaking. Excellent. Thank you very much, Lavender. Uh, we are live streaming on YouTube, and there, there, there was a, uh, I don't know if it's a spam or a bot or oh. uh, some of those people that show up and they just add some very, very inappropriate comments. So uh, I tried to ban someone on the live stream. Uh, I hope it worked. If it didn't and you saw something in the comments that is inappropriate, forgive me. <laughs> So thank you, Lavender. Hey, Stella, how are you doing? Uh, share with us uh, what is in your mind in regards to this proverb. And also, if you have any comments to our special guest, feel free to share. Thanks a lot. Hi, Simon. Hello, everyone. Hi, Jane. Thank you for joining us on the Hi. show today. Share your story. Uh, on today's proverb, which is from Ethiopia. Um, I want to relate it directly to a Luo proverb, which is, I think they are extremely similar. That says, Jari Kuoyu. And uh, it reminds me of this proverb because growing up in school, we used to be told to take our time when answering the questions so that you don't end up answering your own questions, setting your own questions and answering them, then you 
lose all the marks and fail your exams. So you are always told to be patient and uh, read the questions, understand, then answer the right question. And uh, when I saw the proverb, that's exactly what I remembered. And I love it because even the life lessons that you can learn from it are really important and uh, very useful in our lives today. So thank you and uh, happy to be here. Thank you, Stella. I appreciate you as well. Uh, thank you for all your support. Uh, and let's hear from Brother Arthur briefly as well. How are you doing today? Where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts on the proverb or comments to my special guest? Peace and love, family. This is Brother Arthur. I'm coming from the North Carolina Territory. And um, I came in on a conversation kind of light, late, Simon. But again, honest to you and uh, everyone, for doing what you do. And um, I like the way you approach things, Simon. You come at it from a solution base and you are, you know, constantly analyzing, trying to make things better. And uh, I, I like that about you. And as, as far as the proverb, what it makes me think of, I got a, uh, used to have this uncle growing up. One of his uh, favorite lines was, you from Russia? Is, are, are you from Russia? At first, you know, I never did get it, but, you know, then he'd say, why you Russian? Why you Russian? So one time, one of my cousins had found, got this little girlfriend. He swear he was all in love. I didn't find, he like, I didn't find the one, huh? I got the one. She, this the one. I'm like, okay, I see the one. Take your time. You don't have to rush it. He said because a lot of time when you rush, when you rushing, you'll rush into something. And sure enough, he ended up rushing into the relationship, getting a place together. She ended up moving on with somebody else, leaving him with the whole apartment and everything that he couldn't maintain because you know he was he didn't listen to Unc. He uh, rushed into something rushing into something. And uh, that's what the proverb reminds me of. So you have to be mindful of that. Peace and love, families, brother. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Uh, brother, Art, yesterday I was driving with my daughters in the car and we were listening to yesterday's episode. And uh, every day, you know, you contribute and they now know you. <laughs> they were asking, what's brother Art's real name, you know? <laughs> So you have to tell me that because they they they, they will want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Art, I need peace you to tell. Me, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I need I'm, you I'm to tell head. me all your both of your names because my daughters really <laughs> asked me yesterday. And hey, I want you to also know that I deeply deeply appreciate you being one of the most consistent supporters of the show. It means a lot. Go ahead. It's it's no problem, Simon. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy, man, because my, I listen to it with my daughter sometimes, and she thinks it's funny. But uh, my <laughs> name is actually uh, Marlon Tidwell, you know what I mean? And um, Marlon Tidwell, babe. And um, 
And that's yeah. why I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they are going to appreciate it because your voice is very powerful. When you speak, somebody can't forget. So every day, they always, you know, when when it gets to your part, then they pay attention. When I'm saying something, <laughs> or when someone else is talking, you hear them talking over over the over the over the podcast we are listening to so i just want you to know that you know your presence is deeply appreciated and uh you know keep being you and keep doing you know uh, what you're doing um and for those who are just joining us including jermaine uh who is also another amazing supporter of the show uh today i'm really really privileged i'm hosting jen body uh, who is uh, one of the amazing leaders of Mama Hope. Uh, Mama Hope is an amazing organization working globally, but really, uh, you know, putting leaders in Africa, especially in Rwanda, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, in positions where they can actually implement their I- ideas, you know. So Mama Hope gets them the money they need, uh, builds their capacity, helps them build a network, and, uh, you know, Right now, what they're doing is a campaign to not only raise more money, but also to call out some of these big organizations that spend a lot of money on experts, you know, uh, spend a lot of money on workshops and meetings and retreats. But all of this money is supposed to be going to Africa, to some of these leaders, uh, like even me, you know, <laughs> some of this money needs to come exactly. to me so that I can run One Vibe Africa well, so that I can do more of this show. This show is needed, you know, but uh, a lot of this money just goes to air ticket, hotel bills and things like that. So I just love what they're doing. And that's why uh, together with a number of people from how organizations have been hosting them. And I think I'll host a few more people. Uh, so if you want to support um Jen, I just want you quickly to share with us where people can go right now uh, in order to support uh, the ongoing campaign and also speak about the campaign. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really loved what Brother Art, or as we now know, um, uh, Marlon, <laughs> said about being solutions-based um, because really that's what the whole point of this Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is campaign is. Um, there's so much talk, 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 talk about what can be done. Um, and, you know, we are ready for that conversation to move into action. Uh, it doesn't need to be that complicated. Really, the solution here is get more money directly to community-led organisations. Um, yeah, like it's really as simple as that. We, we talk around it all the time in the sector and all we need to do is just start following up with action. Um, and so that's, that's why we're, we're calling our campaign, put your money where your mouth is, you know. So if you're, if you're out there and, you know, of course things have to start with a conversation always. Um, and so that's one of the things that I would encourage people to do to support this campaign. Have a conversation about, you know, these statistics that we've shared, um, the problems with the sector, but then come at it with the solutions, um, which in this in this scenario is put your money where your mouth is. Now that you've had the conversation, donate, you know, find a local organisation and donate to them. Donate to this campaign so that we can fund more locally-led organisations, community-led organisations. Um, that is, you know, those are the two biggest things that you can do in supporting this campaign. Um, and 
yeah, we have all of our links to the website, uh, to the donation page on our website, on all across all of our social media as well. Um, they're all up there and, um, yeah, I think like, let's just yeah, put, put it all into action is basically what I'm saying. Excellent. <laughs> let's excellent. just get it done. What's the yeah. website for Mama Hope? Can you give it's us the sure the website is www.mamahope.org nice and short and sweet <laughs> i love it i um, love it uh yeah. so if you're listening uh, make sure you visit mamahope.org uh, and also if you're watching make sure uh, you look in the comments we are going to add the website and also the direct link uh, to the campaign uh, the ongoing campaign put your mouth put your money where your mouth is um exactly yeah, so we've been talking here about an amazing Ethiopian proverb. You know, the Ethiopian proverb says that restless feet might walk into a snake pit. And my guest here today is Jane Bodhi, uh, who is the strategy and uh, advocacy lead at Mama Hope. And we've learned about, you know, an amazing childhood story that drives who Jane is. We've learned about her own interpretation of this proverb. We've had a few voices, uh, you know, in today's conversation. And Jane, I wanted to bring uh, Jermaine to say something, but I want you to just share with us something that you feel that is important that I might not have asked you earlier, you know, so that we can just hear this as part of your parting statement. Sure, sure. Do you want me to go first or Jermaine? Oh, you go first. Sure. Um, you know, I think you've really covered so much. I love the questions that you've asked. I feel like we've really been able to speak about, you know, really the important issues. Um, but I think one of the things that I would say, especially I think to people that maybe are, have never like been in the global development sector, have never worked outside of it, I always encourage people to really look um, a little bit deeper at, you know, the help that's being offered. Because I think a lot of times people will, will look and say, well, what's the problem if, if I'm donating or if I'm, you know, this organization's helping out, what's, what's the issue? Isn't that a good thing? And one of the, the, the you know, things that I've heard recently that's really struck me is there's, um, another podcast that I listen to, um, a woman on there her name is skipping my mind you'll have to it's 1am for me here so I'm losing my brain <laughs> um but basically you know the it's basically saying um the you know the desire to help is a wonderful thing but the desire to save people from themselves is not um and that's what we're talking about here you know um so intention impact over intention really and so when you're looking at an organization um or you're looking at a system like look at what's actually going on not just the intention um and i think that's a really important thing for people to carry forward um as we do this work and we continue to champion community-led change because that's that's the sustainable thing at the end of the day I love that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Impact over intention, right? Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love yeah. that. Uh, I want to 
thank you again for making the time and uh, i know that you should be in bed by now uh, i want to <laughs> i want to thank you and also thank our our viewers and our listeners uh, i see that falin joined us net and roki thank you for joining us uh, and of course jamain jamain i see that you're on a phone call so we might not give you a chance to speak uh but brother Arth and Stella and Lavender thank you for joining us and also to everyone that I could not give a shout out uh, uh I know that there are many people watching including uh including uh Margo who has been helping Hello, pull guys. the strings <laughs> yeah on the Mama Hope side uh I deeply deeply appreciate you and Lavender and Stella thank you for helping make this uh show possible with those few remarks we've come to the tail end of our time together thank you again jane have a nice uh, rest of your day oh Great. nice thank you so much hold on hold on hold on <laughs> hey jamin jamin uh, go ahead uh, share share with us yes. your thoughts <laughs> i want to let you know that your daily proverbs you know has been you know doing a lot of good things for people because i hope you um can allow me to post it on my status and um i have done so in the past i hope it's not a, a problem no it's not man it's not you 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 should okay. post it and uh you know i just love having you here uh you know share with us where you are are you in jamaica or are you somewhere yes, else i i am i am in kingston jamaica nice. and i enjoy you know from the time and you're a pioneer and clubhouse i just want people to know that there was time when i could hardly get to speak in this room you know you know that you know and you have your african day that you pioneer as well you know you've been doing a lot of work you know on clubhouse in promoting africa pan africanism and just your whole lifestyle as a father you know of three daughters you know so you know you are a man and uh, and i honor you so I you know emulate you as you know one of the greatest form of you know adoration so I copy and put it on my status and people been liking it especially this one this morning a friend of mine which is his birthday today Taji yeah he said he talked to him just recently in reckless feet you know brought him into a, a snake pit you know mm-hmm. so he was just reflecting on how not having intentions with your thoughts and with your you know your function with your body can lead you to anywhere you know like a ship without a sail so you have to have intentional thoughts um you must be able to have aims goals and you know vision especially you know where you want your feet to be you know if you want it to be in the companies of honorable men now you want to you know your feet to be in a place where you know it's just surrounded by snakes you know and vipers so you know it's all about clear thoughts you know so that is my thought on the proverbs for today thank you my brother I, i deeply appreciate you i'm so uh, glad that you know we were able to create space for you and you know i can't wait to connect with you more i'll send you a dm on instagram uh you know i'm i'm grateful i'm grateful <laughs> Thank you so much and thank you Jane. Thank you everyone. Have a nice rest of your day. We will see you tomorrow. We'll be here 6am Pacific Standard Time. That's 5pm East African Time. Jamin, what time is it in Jamaica by the way? It's minutes after 9 in the morning.
Okay, great. So that's Eastern Standard Time, like the right. east of the right. US. Okay. okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Thank you again, Jermaine, and thank you, Jane. Thank you, everyone. Take care of yourself. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Simon. African father in America. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by